Well, hello there, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 7th of May, 2022 Hong Kong Stories Podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Yeah, so where do I start? It has been a while, since February the 3rd to be exact. When the last wave of COVID restrictions hit, I had three stories left in the can. Only three. Our shows were cancelled, and we debated doing an online performance, but it just didn't feel a good fit for Hong Kong stories. We care a lot about the connections that we make here in Hong Kong, and online, we could be anywhere in the world. There were also personal obstacles. Like many people here, I went from full schedule to an empty one. It was hard to find time for podcasting as I scrabbled around looking for paid work to cover my rent. And again, only three stories wasn't going to keep the stories flowing for very long. So you, fabulous listeners, all got put on the back burner. Not because of you, but because of me. However, I do have a story worth waiting for. Mansi told this story at our live show in September 2021. That show had the theme same, same, but different. The story was told with grace and charm, and I would like to apologize to Mansi for making her wait so long to publish this story. I also have an announcement for our student story slam. We postponed the event, and now our patient students are going to be up on an actual stage in an actual theater performing their stories. Our theme for this year's competition was Silver Linings, and the show will be live at the Macaulay Theater at the APA in Wan Chai on the 28th of May at 3 p.m. Tickets will be available after 16th of May from the links on the website hongkongstories.com or Ticketflap. Our postponed January show is also trying very hard to manifest itself. Our storytellers are just waiting for a venue confirmation when we will be up and running. Details coming soon. Before we get to today's stories, a sincere thank you goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. Thanks for listening to our stories, Hong Kong. We are listening and we love to hear yours. Thanks go out to our overseas listeners as well. Today to our listeners in Singapore, Oakville in Canada, and Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. Now with a story from our September 2021 show that had the theme, Same, Same, But Different. Here is Muncie. Are you going to grow up to be like your Aji? I was asked this question a lot as a child. While I was growing up, my parents were told that I was very similar to my grandma, my Aji. But me? I wanted to be different. I was not like her. I did not want to grow up to be like her. I was 14 years old when Aji, my grandma, moved to our city to live with us. It had been a couple of years since my grandfather had passed away. My parents decided that it would be best if I shared a room with her. Well, from my summer break experiences, I knew she wasn't exactly easy to live with. But then I thought, I love Aji, 
it shouldn't be such a bad idea after all. So our journey began. Aji is a stickler for cleanliness and discipline. Everything had to be excruciatingly clean. I had to repeatedly listen to how dirty I made the bathroom, how untidy my wardrobe was, and how I did not arrange the books on my study table alphabetically. <laughs> of course, that was the normal way to do it, right? Whatever I cleaned, Aji cleaned again and again. Nothing was good enough. I remember one morning waking up to really loud chants of Om. I opened my eyes and I realized that the room was still dimly lit with the sun just peeping in through the gaps in the curtain. And Aji was sitting atop her on, on her bed, on her pillow, with her knees hugged to her chest, watching the morning yoga program on TV. And the yogi on TV was chanting loudly, Om. I pulled my blanket over my head and I screamed, Aji, it's 5.30 in the morning. Can you at least turn the volume down, please? I'm still sleeping. And she very calmly said to me, you know, you should wake up early and do a little yoga. <laughs> that would be good for you. I screamed and I went back to sleep. To this day, I can sleep through chaos. did not end with yoga. So I grew up with working parents and I wasn't really used to someone hovering over my every move at home. This changed when Aji moved in with us. She had strategically placed her bed in her room in such a way that when she sat there knitting or watching TV, she could see who moved, who came in and out of the kitchen. This was an end to my independence. Every time I tried to make my way into the kitchen to make myself a snack, Aji would call out for me from the bedroom. What are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you going into the kitchen? Are you hungry? Do you want me to make something for you? What will you have? And then a long list of Indian snacks would follow. I could not stand it. I was being interrogated in my own house. I mean, what was wrong with her? I remember complaining to my mom, why does she keep interfering in my life so much? Although whatever she cooked was always yummy, but the rebellious teenager in me did not like what was being offered. Homemade food was so boring. So anyway, when I turned 17, the coffee shop culture was just catching on in India. And my biggest teenage mistakes was describing those fancy coffees to Ajit. So one evening, I came, came home very excited and I told her, Achi, you know what? You get really awesome coffees there. Those smooth cappuccinos and frothy frappuccinos with swirled whipped cream, with some chocolate bits drizzled on top. It's just so heavenly. Wow. But Achi, she didn't seem to be moved by my description. Instead, she just asked me one question. How much do these coffees cost? <laughs> when I told her, hell broke loose. <laughs> she told me, that's a lot of money. No way are you going there. First of all, coffee is not good for you. And second of all, if you want to have, I will make it whatever kind of coffee you want. Hot, cold, at home. I lost it. I mean, she does not let, just let me be. She does not let me do what I want. And 
who makes frappuccinos at home for god's sake i mean <laughs> so you see why the teenager in me did not want to be like her at all she did not know that the world was changing but once i grew up my relationship with aji improved i moved away for college then i eventually moved out i wasn't sharing a room with her anymore i used to go visit her for tea or lunch and we started having really long conversations we talked about how she had married married really young how uh, how many struggles she had faced her experiences and she had really worked hard to make a good life for the family this is when i started seeing things differently maybe i want to be like her we did share the love for baking although she had learned how to bake when my grandfather could not even afford an oven that was really impressive also i had inherited the cleanliness gene from her maybe not to that an excruciating level but <laughs> but i occasionally find myself recleaning things that others have already supposedly cleaned <laughs> my husband is here he will definitely vouch for that <laughs> and to add to ajee's happiness i was hooked on to yoga and yes i started waking up at 5:30 every morning to practice it so what do you know we are similar maybe ajee has been aging after her 85th year her health has been gradually deteriorating she is still the strongest and the most fearless woman i know but her body has been failing her and she does not like it one bit i had gone to visit her one evening and we were having tea she was telling me that she wasn't even able to do her own daily chores by herself anymore and she was in tears i went up to her and hugged her but i could not really find the right words to say she finally said to me i don't like this being taken care of i want to do more for all of you this is when it occurred to me what she had been trying to do all these years it was not interfering in our lives it was not living in the past it was merely the drive to do more for all of us as a family we finished our tea and i helped her back to her room i helped her to her bed from the wheelchair she lay on the bed resting and then she told me i instructed the cook to make your favorite indian pickle take it home with you when you leave all right don't forget and i started to wonder how does one do this how do you think of another being when your own existence is failing you but that is aji she still holds the same zeal towards life after all these years now that i have moved to another country i would be i would love to be asked if i was hungry and if i wanted something cooked for me i would love to be taken care of i would trade a frappuccino for aji's homemade coffee in a heartbeat how do you do it how do you put in your heart and soul for another person so am i like her i don't think so but nowadays i ask myself this one question will i ever grow up to be half the woman she is thank you struggling with family relationships is universal i hope you have people in your life who want to take care of you 
Thank you for the story, Mansi, and thank you for your patience with this podcast. If you have a story to share, please do come to one of our free live workshops. We'll be hosting them again soon. And we look forward to seeing real people around the table again, sharing true first-person stories with us. Look for the workshops through the link on our website, hongkongstories.com. Thanks for listening to today's stories, brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.